WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait in Toma and Ace of Lacrosse Sportsland in the Shelby Mall on the south side of Lacrosse. I'm Kevin Millard. Appreciate you being here this morning. Thank you very much for uh, for joining me here. And uh show runs until uh, until nine o'clock this morning here, and then uh, uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna head courtside. Gonna uh, head down the street, as a matter of fact, down to the Lacrosse Center. Drew Kelly is gonna be bringing you the play-by-play game here of the uh, Onalaska Notre Dame game, a uh, semifinal game in the WIAA Girls State Basketball Championships. And that should be a fun game. Looking forward to that. It'll, uh, again, come your way. Uh, right about 9 o'clock is when the uh, when it, when the pregame show uh, gets underway, or uh, if Drew gets sick of listening to me and, and wants to start early, that's, you know, that's it. <laughs> but, uh, no, looking forward to it. It's uh, It'll be good to hear Drew in the game, and uh, good luck to the uh, to the Hilltoppers here this morning. Congratulations too to the other Aquinas and Bangor for their uh, their great seasons as well, and um, guys, uh, it, it, great to uh, great to see you in action, and thank you for uh, for an enjoyable season to uh, all the teams that uh, that are competing this weekend in the uh, in the tournaments uh, here or in uh, in Oshkosh as well. So. I have to say it's kind of strange to uh, see the teams, you know, here at the Lacrosse Center. You know, normally we have that winter basketball tournament. This is a little bit bigger, but uh, still kind of fun. Nice to see that, uh, you know, there's some fans in the stands and everybody's being safe and yeah, good time. Glad to uh, glad to see everybody here. That's a uh, definitely a a positive thing, and I think a lot of folks a lot of folks are happy to be able to be in the stands and enjoy some basketball in person. And hopefully that's a sign of good things to, uh, to come. But again, yes, we've got uh, basketball coming your way here at nine o'clock this morning here on, uh, on WKTY. In the meantime, we're going to uh, talk a little bit of uh, outdoors action here and too. And talking earlier, uh, doing the conditions report here too about uh, the the water temperatures and and things along those lines and uh, I thought I'd talk a little bit today about uh, just you know I'll think I, I guess I always kind of think the, the springtime kind of the first thing out of the gate here we're getting to the uh, uh, you know the walleye spawn um, and and your larger fish um, tend to. Uh, they they want to get it out of the way. It's like ah, oh, it's February. Let's uh, let's start thinking about doing our thing here and uh, making a bunch of fry up and all that good stuff. But uh, so yeah, it, it it varies a great deal when it comes to when fish uh, spawn. And again, it all is dependent on the water temperature. Uh, and just gonna gonna run through the the list here of of when fish spawn and. Um, I guess, uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe, I get the rule of thumb. It's like the larger the fish, the earlier they spawn. Something like that, anyway. Not, not that isn't quite true, but it, it's, you're in the ballpark, anyway. Um, we're just going to, I'm just going to go A to Z here, because it's, it's simpler for me to keep it that way here, too. Um, in terms of the crappie bite, or the crappie spawn, anyway, 
you know, they get going kind of in the late spring and early summer. So, you know, we're talking like April and May in there. Um, the, uh, the males establish territories and nest sites near vegetation, often on some kind of a soft bottom. Um, and uh, the males exhibit parental care. So the, uh, the guys take over the duties in, in that respect. Um, males, too, for, uh, for bluegills, too. Uh, the males kind of establish territories and, you know, build nests and, and tend the eggs and the young. They spawn in, in late spring and summer. And occasionally they'll uh, they'll maybe spawn a couple of times during the uh, uh, bluegills will spawn a couple of times during the course of the year too. And um, if the water is clear enough and and uh, shallow enough, you can see at times where their uh, where their nests are um, when you're out fishing. I know I've I've I will come across them throughout the course of a uh, a summer once in a while anyway when I. I Find some water that's uh, that's clear enough, and again, they can be fairly shallow at times too. So, um, now in terms of the uh, the brook trout, uh, they spawn. They they're done. <laughs> they spawn in the fall and uh, in, in creeks and other waters with uh, cold water and uh, you know just a gravel type bottom. Um, females will will dig uh, an egg or a nest, I should say. Uh, with a fanning motion of their tail, and then they lay the eggs. The males come in, fertilize them, and then the female comes back in and, and buries the eggs with her tail, and then eventually they'll spawn, and that's why we have the closed season after October and till the end of the year. That's because they're, they're spawning. They're doing their thing. Uh, channel cats, uh, they spawn in late spring or summer when the water temperature Gets up to about 75 degrees, ways to go there. Uh, again, the males will make a nest, and uh, those will often be uh, in in under you know in undercut banks or beneath tree roots, and and then they they just wait for the the female to deposit the eggs. Then the the males do their thing. They guard the fry and eggs and all that until uh, uh, a little later on as well. So. Largemouth bass, um, always kind of interesting to uh, to read about this uh, and what they what they do. They tend to uh, uh, spawn in late spring or summer and uh, over a nest maybe two or three feet in diameter. Um, and again, that's all made by the male there uh, in uh, in warm shallow water. They'll uh, once the water temperature hits about sixty or so. Um, those nests will be built, and you know, again, you know, like late spring and, and early summer, um, nest sites are you know about sixty or so, give or take uh, sixty, sixty-five, and then the uh, the young may be guarded by uh, males as uh, as long as a month after that. Now, muskies, uh, kind of the the top of the food chain there when it comes to fish, at least in our area, anyhow, um, they'll spawn in the spring. So we're not uh, all that far away from from that. Um, they'll spawn in the spring in shallow bays and uh, near some vegetation. Uh, water temperature's got to be right around uh, 50 to 60 degrees in there. Um, and they just, uh, they'll spawn during daylight. They'll do their thing and away they go. And uh, they'll uh, eventually... Uh, Hatch uh, later on. 
Pike, as far as uh, as far as that goes, uh, you know, they'll go into you know shallow uh, vegetated areas with vegetation as well, uh, or maybe even in a stream or something like that if if the right conditions present themselves. Um, but again, they're looking for the uh, for the vegetation. Water temperature has to hit a little under 50 degrees or so, 48, 49 degrees. Um, they'll spawn during the day, um, and they'll just kind of s- scatter their eggs and everything to the uh, uh, conditions of the current, if you will. And uh, the eggs are scattered, no nest or parental care, and uh, away they go. So... Now I mentioned largemouth just a few minutes ago. Uh, smallies are smallmouth bass are, are just a little bit different. The males return to the the same spawning area uh, as precisely as possible every year. Uh, spawning occurs in late spring or early summer. Again, over a, a fairly large nest, anywhere from you know two to six feet in diameter. Uh, kind of interesting to to see. Uh, and again. It's kind of guarded by the males, um, and it's it's interesting too. Depending on uh, some of the some of the information, they can be extremely shallow, like a couple of feet deep, uh, anywhere up to twenty feet. I you know again, it they adapt to uh, they'll adapt to conditions there. But it's interesting that they go so shallow, and then they, but it's something I guess I would consider <laughs> fairly deep. Uh, certainly for around here anyway, um, with, uh, they, they spawn somewhere in the neighborhood. They, they've got a pretty broad range in terms of the, the temperature, uh, that they like to spawn at anywhere from 55 to 75, but kind of in that mid sixties, low to mid sixties range is kind of the optimum, uh, temperature for, uh, for smallies to spawn. So again, um, Late spring, early summer, um, the females will deposit their eggs. The males will defend the nest and guard the young uh, as well, like uh, like the others. So that's uh, that's a look at smallmouth bass. Walleye, uh, they'll migrate to, to spawning habitat in rivers and along shorelines. They don't build any nests, um, and they kind of group up for uh, spawning time anyway. Uh, it'll include you know, one or two large females and then several males as well. Uh, spawning will take place at night uh, in water temperatures anywhere from 38 to 44 degrees. Uh, and they'll just do their uh, do their spawning and, and then just leave the eggs to uh, uh, fend for themselves. So, again, they're always kind of the first ones out of the gate. Um, but perch aren't necessarily that far behind. Um, they'll spawn in the spring too, in water temperatures, uh, kind of in the mid forties to mid sixties. Again, the, the, a bit of a broad range. Um, but, uh, again, they're, they're another early spawning fish. Uh, again, uh, like some of the others, they don't build nests. The eggs aren't guarded. Um, the, uh, the females lay their eggs. Uh, in, uh, and actually it's, this is interesting because I, and see, it's, it's, it's very interesting to watch, uh, uh, video of this, uh, females will lay their eggs in long strands. Sometimes, um, 
I guess is, some of my notes here anyway, as long as like seven feet long. And then the uh, the male comes in, fertilizes the eggs uh, as they're expelled. So that's uh, that's how perch do their thing. So it, it's uh, it's interesting. And again, you know, uh, given the their cold blooded nature anyway, or conditions to in colder conditions anyway, you know, fish need to move to to stay within their uh, temperature comfort zone. Um, you know, so that it, it's it's kind of interesting here too to 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 look at some of the temperature aspects of fishing and how it relates to you know fish behavior and and how to pattern these help pattern these fish out. But uh, yeah, you know, they want to move to places where they're comfortable, just like we do. As a matter of fact, you know, generally uh, they don't need to move too quickly because you know, you know water's got a, a a high heat capacity, so you know, change in water temperature happens kind of slowly. It, it, you know, you're not going to go from, you know, what are we at, you know, 32, 33 now to, uh, to 60 overnight. It's just, if that happens, <laughs> there's probably a lot more going on, uh, than, than, uh, worrying about fishing, but that's, that's a whole nother issue. But yeah, fish are then rarely, you know, trapped outside their comfort zone, uh, unless, you know, again, huge, Changes happen, and sometimes too, for that matter, too, fish will get ice locked or landlocked, uh, you know, in a pool or, or something like that. On a rare occasion, um, you know, or, you know, if if you know there's a flood condition and the water recedes, or you know, they get into places where they they normally don't hang out, you know. But again, those are I guess more exceptions. But yeah, fish generally try to find their their optimum range, the, the temperature, which isn't, you know, too cold or too hot. It's just right. Uh, but the, uh, it, the, the thermal optimum, optimum, I should say, you know, again, varies for fish species. And, um, a lot of folks you know, kind of believe that, that larger fish species have a better cold tolerance, which is why, you know, larger fish are generally deeper than smaller fish, uh, in some respects, uh, for, uh, for migratory fish, such as striped bass, water temperature generating movement, to, of their preferred prey species is a, a key indicator. So it, it will help you figure out, uh, what these fish are going to do and, and how they're going to behave in, in, at least in relation to, uh, to temperature. Um, you know, however, you know, when a predator fish kind of reaches its practical limit of its range, um, temperature will be, you know, will be a factor in making those, uh, those fish move, you know, it gets too hot in the summertime and, you know, those fish are going to be looking for that shallow or that, that deep water, that colder water, um, you know, and it's kind of interesting sometimes to, uh, you know, when we, when we get those really hot summers and those water temperatures get up, those fish are just going, going as deep as they can, um, and and other times too, you know, fish tend to, you know, uh, let's put it this way: many species of fish feed or congregate where there are differences in the water temperature, and that warmer water accommodates a, a temporary increase in in the uh, the metabolic metabolic process for the uh, for the fish, while uh, while the colder water is more oxygenated. 
Uh, certainly the fish can, can move between zones depending on you know, whether or not they're actively feeding or are less active, of, of course. Uh, certainly if their you know, food source uh, at any given time is higher or lower than, than optimal, uh, the fish are going to go where the meals, the, the food is at. And when the water temperature finally go low, goes below their desired range, a, a sort of hibernation effect takes over, if you will, uh, and fish activity tends to tends to drop off. And yeah, you're going to see kind of what we're uh, what we saw maybe in the last few weeks. Anyway, again, it's starting to pick up a little bit now that the water temperatures are, are starting to warm up a little bit. But you know, on the whole, you know, in that Cold, cold, you know, when it's, it, again, it's, it's all relative, you know, 32, 33 degrees, you know, gets like that. Yeah. The, there aren't many species of fish that are going to be all that, all that active. Um, so just, uh, just some things, you know, uh, to think about when it comes to, uh, what you see as far as water temperature goes, uh, and how that relates to, uh, to fish and fishing. So it's, uh. It's just one of those uh, little pieces to the equation that uh, that you need to figure out when you're uh, you're headed out fishing, and certainly this time of year too. You know, we, we get into the summer months. That water temperature isn't going to fluctuate quite as as much, uh, and again, it doesn't fluctuate rapidly. But you know, uh, I, I think in the summer months, this time of year, once we start to get some of that melt and runoff, yeah, then I I think you tend to see a little bit more in terms of. Uh, uh, that fluctuation of, of water temperatures there. So again, something to think about when uh, when you're you're headed out next time. It is eight forty three. Time to take a break. Be back in a moment with more of WKTY Outdoors on WKTY ninety six seven FM five eighty AM. WKTY Outdoors, brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait in Toma. He'll tell you where the fish are biting. Just go in and ask. 